Welcome to From Sin to Zen. We realize this podcast may not be for everyone. However, we believe there are no accidents, and we were meant to connect today. Let's consider a serious question. If the restrictions caused by the laws of religious dogma would have been able to bring the whole world together, why are so many leaving organized religion in search of a new spirituality? From Sin to Zen offers you an opportunity to contemplate what is true, which you will decide for yourself during our journey to spiritual self-empowerment. If you are in the process of re-examining old beliefs that no longer serve you and realize there has to be a more excellent way, then this podcast is for you. We invite you to join us as we take another look at some of the most important tenets of fundamental Judeo-Christian dogma that may be holding you back from fully expressing all you were created to be. This will take us from fear-based dogmas to a love-based experience, or from sin to zen. From Sin to Zen is sponsored by Soma Energetics Vibrational Tools and Training. Raise your vibration at www.somaenergetics.com. And Heartlight Spiritual Center, a spirit-led, heart-centered, Christ-conscious, loving community. Raise your consciousness at www.heartlightcharlotte.org. Your spiritual guide for Sin to Zen, David Hulse. Throughout his years of spiritual searching, David has challenged many traditional doctrines, theologies, and dogmas. He has inspired numerous individuals toward a journey of self-discovery by sharing his own experiences. As David has traveled through various beliefs about God, he now sees himself as a bridge between the old and the new. His stirring presentations of intuitive wisdom will inspire and challenge you to move from believing in God to the experiential realm of knowing God and manifesting the spiritual aspects of love, peace, and joy in your life. It is my pleasure to introduce David Hulse for an enlightened journey from sin to zen. Welcome to today's podcast. This is David Holtz, and we are on a journey from sin to zen. And what that may mean to some of you uh, is the fact that we are, many of us, coming out of old, organized, man-made dogmas that are based on fear and uh, the ability of the God in the sky who's going to punish us or reward us if we follow all the laws, and many of us have grown from that, and we're moving, and we're on a path, and we're a path to 
calmness and peace and joy. And how can you have that if you're constantly fighting demons and devils and trying to undo everything as a sin in your life? How can you be calm about it? So on this podcast, we're here to not just do, but undo those things so there can be a flow of the life force spirit in you that will bring you again to remember that you were created in the calmness and in the peace of spirit itself. Today is a little differently. We have within us some of our staff from uh, Heartlight and uh, from um, uh, Soma Energetics with us in the studio. I invited them in that we might just have a little chat and hear a little bit about what uh, they're going through that maybe you're going through too that you will relate to at this time. I want to begin it by saying that it, uh, what seems to be is not what actually is. I want to say that again. What seems to be, and when I say what seems to be, I'm talking about the five senses. Every one of us have these human senses that we all know, uh, hearing and seeing and tasting and smelling, etc. And we think that's what the world is, is through those filters. But if you're truly finding that you're a spiritual person, and that's important, and we've said that and we'll continue to say that on this podcast, that we are spiritual beings. We don't have to attain a spirit we do not have. We need to remember the spirit that we are. We are spirit. And we and I, who are listening to this today, have chosen at some level to incarnate into the human story and into the story that is written in the cells of our body. Unfortunately, it has been written by those outside of ourselves. It's what religion has written or told us. It is what science has told us. Even science, we're finding out that we've built uh, many models on false information that was not true. Uh, education is rethinking itself. Tell me what system out there is not having to adjust itself. And some of it is with they're kicking and having a fit to change it, but it is coming anyway because we're in this time of change. So when we look at what's going on through the five senses, it may seem like we're caught in some storm, uh, whatever. And I was just telling those with me that as long as we stay in the eye of the storm, in the center of the storm, that we do not have to experience the storm itself. So position yourself in that inner presence of what we call the I. It could be called the I of God or we call the I am presence that is within you. And once we can do that, we can go through anything that is coming on the planet today. So welcome you that are with me today. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about experience and what you're experiencing uh, at this time. And I know that you that are here have been on a spiritual path for some time. So you're not newbies. Uh, but you've been around a little bit, and I know you've been through different classes. I know you teachings. I know you read wonderful material, and uh, I think there's a lot out there that might be looking for some direction and some uh, validation for what is going on in their hearts and in their spirits. So, um, Barbara, oh, okay. Michael, and Rhonda. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. So, um, Barbara, we'll start with you and just kind of share a little bit with us kind of where you are and what's going on and uh, how you perceive it as a from a spiritual point of view rather than just seeing it from a human point of view. Well, all of you here have certainly known about the year that I've had. It has involved 
medical issues for people in my life. It has involved loss of dear friends and family. And come the end of September, it involved major medical for someone in my family. And although people have been kind enough to say to me, well, Barbara, you're the rock. This rock started to crumble a few weeks ago and I was dealing with it with an anger that I'm just not used to having to the point that I didn't want to see anyone because I was so angry. And all I can say in summary is that I went back to those things that I have studied, that I have found to bring me peace, to bring me calm, to take me back to the center of my being and to reinforce my trust in the universe that all things are happening for a reason. Hmm. And I'm the one that has to add the ingredient of those things happen for my highest and best. So what I'm hearing you say is because you had the tools in, in your toolbox, so to speak, of learning, say, meditation, contemplation, getting still, uh, the fact you had options of consciousness to go to higher states of consciousness that you learned, you're able to look at these things from a different point. And the important statement you just made that things work together for good, that yeah. there's a purpose to everything, to know that is really brings us a state of calmness at some level that we can draw from uh, on that thing. Now, you mentioned something, and I'm always listening to the spiritual component of everything that somebody says, but when you start about things start crumbling and this, that, and another, I want to ask people what is crumbling. It's actually your ego mind. That's what's crumbling. That's what you're losing. People say, I'm losing my mind, and I go, hallelujah. Because the scripture says what you lose, you find. And if you lose that human aspect of yourself, you're only going to find your spiritual mind, your divine mind. Christ consciousness, we call it. It's called many things, Holy Spirit. But it is that higher part of the mind. And we need the crumbling of the old way. And you mentioned anger. So maybe it's anger that's crumbling in you. And behind that, you're going to find the peace that passes understanding. Thank you for sharing that. Hi, Rhonda. How are you? Where are you in life and in this process that we're going through right now that is uh, uh, seemingly very challenging, but maybe not? Well, I feel that I am in a wonderful position to sort of be reaping the award, the rewards of elevated awareness. And one of the things that's been so helpful about that through our classes and our talks together and things like that is being able to observe myself, not only my behavior, but more particularly my thoughts, and to identify them. So I'm saying to myself frequently when I do that, oh, that's ego, or oh, that's old behavior, those kinds of things. And that brings me right back to a place of center anytime I catch that and um, it's it's a skill that has taken me a great great distance that I'm grateful for oh that's beautiful thank you thank you I, I love that um, again I'm hearing the fact that we're talking to people who has uh, been on a journey of a path of some kind and uh, 
I hope that you're on a path. If not, we hope we can lead you and direct you to finding your path. You know, the scripture talks about two paths that we can follow. One is a path that seems to be right. Get that, seems to be or appears to be right, but the end of it is death. Or it says you can find a path of the just that shineth brighter and brighter into a full and perfect day. So you may be in a place where you're trying to find the one that is leading you toward the light of a new day of consciousness that is uh, within you. Uh, one of the statements you said almost sounds like an out-of-body experience. Because I heard in you that you uh, are sort of playing the part of the observer. That you're observing your thoughts, you said. You know, I often have people do an exercise like uh, just close your eyes for a moment and imagine the most beautiful red apple that you can possibly imagine, you know. So if you're out there and you want to do that, just... Just close your eyes and just see that perfect apple. My question is, and if you're doing that and you're visual like that, who's looking at the apple? You're not the apple you're looking at. You're the observer of what you're looking at. So if you want to change something, you have to change it as the observer. And that's what Rhonda was saying, that she was able to observe her own thoughts. Her own thoughts. Now, a lot of these thoughts are thoughts that she learned outside of herself. And some of these thoughts is what's uh, coming into her from her spirit. So we have two kind of thoughts. The Bible says we have thoughts that are uh, hay, wood, and stubble. It's kind of a, a metaphor there that we have more human thoughts and we have divine thought. And they're all mixed up together. And sometimes we don't know what is what. And when we don't, then the ego takes those human thoughts and builds its constructs. But if we have the spiritual thoughts, the Holy Spirit or the inner teacher takes those thoughts and builds a whole new point of view. And when we shift from the ego's point of view to the spirit's point of view, we have such a miraculous thing that takes place in us. Hi, Michael. Hello. Michael is actually our producer and is so wonderful to be here each and every time to make sure this podcast happens and gets out there uh, to be accessible to you. And Michael, I know you've been through a lot uh, in your life, and I have to say I admire how you hold your center through it all. It's, it's amazing. And I know that you, you, you found some way that in the midst of all of it to find that center in yourself. What's going on? Well, um, to expand on that, I've really found that center by what we've talked about, that eye, that eye of the storm. Um, lately, I think a lot of us are feeling like there's just this perpetual state of chaos right now. Just everything is just kind of swirling out of control. Um, and a good example is yesterday, and it's very hard to do in this world. I turned everything off. Hmm. <laughs> no technology, no lights, no fans, no nothing. Just sat in pure, calm silence. Wow. And that silence was deafening. <laughs> very that, true. That was some of the loudest silence <laughs> I had ever heard. Um, and I realized that, you know, in doing that, you know, it, it was those things that I needed to hear coming through that silence. Here's what, here's where we're going. Here's what matters. Here's, you know, your, your perspective. Here's how things should be for your higher and best. Beautiful. Um, and, and I, I've, I've done that with 
you know, the many things that have gone on with me over, especially over the last eight or nine months, um, medical, family loss, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I've always held on to was that center, that middle road. Well, that seems to be the theme today yeah. is yeah. the center. Center yourself. Center yourself. And I hope that you out there that are really caught in the storm and you've been knocked out spiritually conscious and you have totally ended up into this almost what I call nightmare dream called the world today uh, that is crumbling. You know, um, it's interesting that uh, people love this term like the American dream. You know, I pondered that for a long time, and I thought America needs to wake up out of the dream. We need an awakening to happen. Now, I'm not necessarily talking just about the the woke movement or something. I'm talking about an awakening in consciousness, a spiritual awakening. And we have fallen into this density of the world of materialism and externalism and we just can't help but to think that's all there is and when we lose something we think we really lose something but actually as we said earlier when you lose something it's space to find something and what is emerging it's called many things in christian terminology it's the kingdom of god is within you or nirvana uh in the in the eastern it's called many wonderful things but the point is it is in you right now that's what i want you to know And it may not feel like it. It may not look like it. You may not hear it, but it is there. It is the in the isness of you, the isness of you that we call the I am presence. What a powerful thing. I am that I am. And Jesus, Yeshua, the great teacher, one of the many teachers that has been on our planet, uh, was able to clear himself enough of his ego traits and uh, conditions that he became such a clear channel that the I am clearly spoke through him and as him, such as I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, I am the bread which cometh down from heaven. I am constantly, but nobody hears that. All they hear is the labels, the language, And I think that's what was beautiful that Michael was sharing with us. When he turned everything else, we think silence is an an absence of sound. It is the most beautiful, perfect sound in all the universe is silence. Where do you think all uh, all of the sound comes from that you hear with your ears? It is vibration interrupting silence. Sometimes I hold up a tuning fork and I say, what do you hear? Nothing. It's totally silent. Then I take out this little sounding uh, puck and I interrupt the silence and vibration. Now I hear it because the vibration allows me to hear. I also read something beautiful the other day and it said that silence is the face of God. The face of God is silence. And I really encourage all of us, take more time to find that silence. If you follow something like A Course in Miracles or Marianne Williamson's teachings, it's five minutes a day, maybe twice a day can make a difference. You don't have to uh, go on a mountain and get in a cave and and, and meditate uh, for years 
to attain enlightenment. Again, that's a belief in lack. I don't have it. And if I meditate enough, I'll get it. No, you want to meditate enough to undo all the blockages that is keeping you from having access to that that's already within you today. I hope that you will be encouraged by these that have shared uh, with us. Anybody else have anything that you feel you want to share? Uh, feel free to, to do that today. But I do think there's a theme here. The theme I heard was center. Center yourself. Center yourself. Mm -hmm. And of course, breathing is one of the best ways. And I know that's kind of overplayed everywhere you go. Breathe, breathe, breathe. But it is the, the word breathe really is the word spirit. Spiritus mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. Bible it is the breath. It is the divine flowing through you. It is your spiritual circulation system that circulates just like blood does through you. And I really encourage you to breathe. There's many techniques. You can do the four, four, four breathing. You can do the four, seven, eight breathing technique. It doesn't matter. Uh, find your own rhythm with it. But you can't really think and breathe at the same time. That's the beauty of it. And the minute you're in no thought, your true spiritual self comes. That brings a whole new meaning to what? Be still and know. Be still and know. And, I, and here's another scripture the teacher said. In the moment you think not, I will come. <laughs> in the moment you, the ego, is quieted then the spirit comes. You get clear. You get understanding. You get all kinds of epiphanies. You get aha moments and you get clarity. And I want you to know you can access your clarity system, your inner GPS system. And you can go through the thing you're going through right now. And if you're listening to this and feel hopeless, it's not. It's just not what it appears to be. Don't judge my appearance. That's an illusion. The Eastern people call it the Maya. The illusion. It's not real. What's original is what is original in creation. And you know, when I when I talked about the sin thing, I don't find that originating in creation. I don't find it innate or inherited. Sin is a learned doctrine. A learned doctrine. If you found a pure people somewhere, uh, primitive people that had never heard any religion or any teaching, uh, I'll guarantee you they would not have a moment in when they'd just stop and say, oh, I'm a sinner. They don't know that till the missionaries land. <laughs> and when the missionary land with the Bible and yes. tell them how bad they were, it's way with the Native Americans and other people. Mm -hmm. They were quite comfortable in their cultures. Uh, no, they didn't wear all the clothes that the Puritans did or the early uh, Europeans did. So that was seen as something uh, sinful and awful. Put, the, put your clothes on. You know, you're a heathen. All that kind of thing came out and they taught them that. And you and I, Many of us have been taught things that's just not original to our true spiritual nature in which we've been created to be. So I hope that you will uh, share this podcast with some of your friends and tell them about it. I know many of you probably have friends and family members that maybe don't understand where you are right now, and maybe they could tune in and, and we could help them to understand more what is going on in the sense of your where you are in the awakening process like that. And we would love to hear from you and any questions that you might have. I think there's something on our 
uh, podcast uh, web. Absolutely is, yes. Yeah, there tell us ways. about that, Michael. There are ways you can make comments. Um, if you go to anchor.fm slash david Hulse, um, there is a comment section, and we do look at those. And um, feel free to ask a question so we can have it brought into the next episode podcast. You know, we would love to possibly start almost every episode with a this person came into us to came into us with a question, and uh, we'd like to address that. Excellent, absolutely, we would. So great. please do so. Yeah. All right. Um, yes, Rhonda. <clears throat> I just wanted to say that uh, when we were talking about this before we started recording, we were talking about what are the characteristics of Zen, and I think we, you know, all touched on something that is a characteristic of Zen, which has to do with the calm. That can we can take that with us throughout our days, even if we can't access it 100% of the time. It's not a separate state of being. Very good. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to have a beautiful Zen garden where I live. And maybe, I guess I could, but I, I don't. But I can sure create it in my mind. Mm-hmm. I can create the most wonderful, beautiful Zen garden, waterfall maybe going in the background, and all the wonderful things that would make me feel peaceful. And that's the beauty of imagination. Don't ever let anybody tell you imagination is bad. I was taught that in my Christian teaching because of a certain scripture that you got to understand a lot of things that were inserted into the scripture was keeping us from our own power because the power belonged to the religion and they didn't want us to have the power to use imagination. And, you know, imagination is what has brought us quantum physics and a deeper understanding of what reality is. Uh, Even Einstein says it's better to imagine than to analyze. Analyze later, he said, but imagine now. And that's that child pureness in us that is able to use imagination as a creation. And when we create... Uh, David Bohm, uh, the protege of Einstein, says that the brain cannot distinguish between the imagination and reality. So you're creating reality in, in, in within your mind. So create that place that you can always go to wherever you are, whatever you're going through. You can always go to that little Zen garden within yourself. Well, we want to thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you, Barbara. Thank, thank you, Michael, you. for thank being you here. And again, we'd love to hear from you. Have a, a wonderful, a wonderful journey as you move toward your enlightenment.